Will the rapture happen in September of this year? Do the eagle's wings represent God or America? And are the kingdoms in Daniel 2 the same as Daniel 7? We're going to talk about all of this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Is the rapture going to happen just here in a few days? Uh, We're going to talk about it and tell you why or why not that is true. Before we do, don't forget to give us a love on the video. Hit the heart icon instead of the blue thumbs up. That will help us out a lot. Share this video and then also comment. What do you think? Um, is the rapture going to happen this month? Or maybe you have a comment about the eagle's wings. Does that represent God or United States or something else? Some people throw out Germany even. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things that we want to hear from you. So comment and make sure that you get your voice out there and share and heart. All right, Doug. You love it when they put the heart out there. So do it for Doug if for no one else. There you go. Do it for me. Is the rapture happening on September 23rd or what? Because that's what I saw on TikTok. That's what I heard, heard too. I heard September 23rd, September 16th, September 25th, but definitely that it was. I heard Dave say the other day the rapture is not next. That's right, and that's uh, according to scripture. The rapture is not next, and it's not getting ready to happen this month. So, and now we just gave it away. Short so, and sweet. Let's move yeah, on. There we go. <laughs> but no, there's a big reason why. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about it, and there's a big reason why they're talking about it. And the same event or a similar event happened in 2017 uh, of September 23rd, 2017. And at that time, Dave wrote an article, put it in our magazine, and he also uh, did a program on it and explained why that wasn't going to happen in September. So I thought since they're talking about it again, and of course, just about every September, though, Vince, they they bring that around because uh, normally... Uh, the end of September, the 1st of October is around the time of the Feast of Trumpets, depending on how the cycle goes for the Jewish calendar. And this year, the Feast of Trumpets falls on the 16th of September. And then you have the Day of Atonement, uh, which happens, I think, on the 25th. And so I think that's the difference of the dates that they're giving us and they're talking about. But we do not believe that the rapture is going to take place, but we can break it down and talk about it. Well, no man knows the day or the hour, Doug. Is that in the notes to talk about? Well, that's not in my notes to talk about, but, you know. Can we talk about that now? Because that's we when we start saying it's not going to happen in September, mm-hmm. that's the first thing we hear is, if someone says it's happening in September, yeah. that's a false prophecy because no man knows the day or the hour, so therefore right. they can't know it. Now, we're saying it's not going to happen in September, and they say the same exact thing. Right. So how do we handle well, that? Um, the thing about that is in Scripture, Vince, when it says that, it says no man knoweth. The word knoweth there was for the people of that time that Jesus was addressing. When he was addressing the apostles, he was saying, it's not for you to know, basically, is what that word knoweth means. At at that time, it was not for them to know. Uh, But that's not so anymore. I mean, Jesus has uh, died, been resurrected, and ascended up into heaven. You think he doesn't know when he's coming back now? Of course he knows when he's coming back. But also, you know, one of the things that uh, I heard about years ago and I started checking into and then this year when we were on tour with our uh, tour guides there who 
are Jewish. Both of them were Jewish and uh, very educated in uh, many different realms there. They're, you know, ex-military plus they're archaeologists, both of them, and, uh, of course, they're Jewish. So they understand the history. They understand what it means to be a Jew. And one of the things that I begin to hear is that there was an actual time called No Man Knoweth, uh, the day or hour. And that was a time that they would call people to the temple. Back in the Old Testament days, with the tabernacle and things like that, and even into the New Testament, they said they don't do it anymore at this day and age. They don't even celebrate that No Man Knoweth feast. But there was a feast that was called No Man Knoweth because it was a time when two witnesses had to see the moon for the first time, a little sliver of moon, and then those two witnesses would blow a trumpet and call everybody in. And if you didn't make it by sunset, they would shut the door on you. So that plays into it, too. we got to still study that because, like I said, that was the this first time. This is the time. first time I'm ever hearing of this, well, though. I know. I, I talked dropping bombs. It's Thursday. I'm telling you. How are you dropping this on a Thursday? It's a big deal, too. But anyway, you know, a lot of people try to hold a lot of things to those feasts. Was and that No Man Knoweth Feast in September? Well, it would have been right before the Feast of Trumpets. Okay. So, so it would have about. fallen whenever that feast was getting ready to fall. And they do that by that new moon, by that sliver of moon that they would see. And that's how they knew to do this. So anyway, there's a lot to that. There's not a lot that you can research on it. So I haven't got good research on it. But that is something I've talked to people about. And they did conclude that that was a real thing. And these two Jewish guides that we have in Israel when we went on this last trip. So it's that's interesting information. And that's something you can always throw out there. But one thing that we do know for sure is that it doesn't really have anything to do with the constellations. So it doesn't have anything to do with where the stars are in the sky or the planets. Even though people say, well, God said he was going to give us signs of his coming. And that's why they try to tie that in. But the signs of his coming are actually in Matthew 29, I mean, uh, 24, 29 through 31. Uh, And we do talk about that. In some of the notes today, so well, we are going to be taking your calls. The number to join us is eight seven seven in time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Doug has just explained this. No man knoweth the day or the hour. So, Doug, what day and hour is the Lord going to return? <laughs> Since well, we can know now, no, I never said we can know now. I said that we can understand the timing around it, probably, but we won't know the exact time or the exact day that's why you never hear us say you know it's going to be on this day and this year because we don't know but we can look for things there's several things that the lord tells us to look for that paul tells us um you know that we can uh we're not children of the the night but we're children of the day so the day of the lord won't take us like a thief he gives us that information lets us know that we'll understand some things because we're looking for god to return so we may not know the day or hour, but we can kind of know the season when it will happen. So so the closer we get, the more things are going to start lining up. Yeah. And then not of course, necessarily the planets and the stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, if you believe that the rapture happens before the tribulation, I guess you're not going to see all those things line up if you're raptured out of here before that. Right. But we don't believe that. Right. We don't believe the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation. And we certainly don't believe it's going to happen in September. Yeah, exactly. And like I said before, this this has um, you know happened in the past and several times in the past. This constellation that they're looking to and trying to say that this is when Jesus comes back. But on um, September twenty third of two thousand seventeen, everyone was saying 
the rapture's going to happen, the rapture's going to happen, and here we are. And so we got on the air, Dave got on the air, and proclaimed very loudly that that was a big nothing burger. I think that's what his... Uh, <laughs> that would have been good timing that. was that. His title was called September 23rd, Nothing Burger. Ah. So... Uh, you can go back to so here we are that. again. Yeah, here we are again. Several years later, and mm-hmm. it's still a nothing burger. It's still a nothing burger. So, <laughs> in a few weeks, we're going to see September 23rd come and go. Yeah. And the rapture will not happen. That's the proclamation. Right. All right. We're getting to your calls in a little bit. Join us at 877 in time. We'll be right back. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800-END-TIME. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, Then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've got great news. Dave and Jana Robbins will be in South Bend, Indiana next week on the 16th. Dave will be teaching on 
understanding the end time. He has one lesson that goes over this 14-lesson series that we've just released at endtime.com slash UET. And he's going to be teaching about that 7 p.m. September 16th. And then on the 17th at 10 a.m., he will be speaking and talking about breaking prophecy news. And I heard that it's kind of going to have a little bit of prophecy, but also like a revival service. So if you need a touch from the Lord, make plans to come out and join us in South Bend, not only is Dave and Janet going to be there, uh, Irvin and Judy's middle daughter, Kara, will be there as well, and Judy Baxter will be there. So if you could make it to any conference, if for no other reason to get to see Judy, it would be well worth it for you to do that. But also, um, the Lord's going to be there, and God's going to do amazing things. So go to endtime.com slash events and check out the details for the South Bend Conference. and Or you can give us a call at 800 Endtime, and we'll be happy to help you out over the phone. All right, Doug, yeah. the rapture is going to happen September 23rd is the proclamation that's been made on social media all over the place. Right. They're saying that because of uh, stars aligning and all these different symbols. Right. And we've proclaimed here that's not going to happen. Yeah. But why are people saying that's going to happen? Well, so the main reason is because of the constellation uh, Virgo is coming into an area where Jupiter and Mars and Venus are going to line up with that constellation, along with the constellation Leo, which has 12 stars that connect it. And so they believe that it correlates with Revelation. So uh, they believe that, uh, I believe either, I think it's Jupiter is going to uh, move as it moves along its track that it is at the place where the birth would be in Virgo and the child would be born. And so uh, they're tying all this stuff into it. So we got to look at scripture to explain why they believe this correlates with Revelation 12. And so it's the, the main focus that they focus on is Revelation 12, 1 and 2, and then verse 5. Uh, they believe verse 5 is actually the rapture of the church. So we've got scripture there. You want to read the scripture of, uh, this is Revelation 12, 1, 2, and 5. Yeah, it says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head of a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So the word caught up there, they believe, refers to rapture uh, because it's used in other places in Scripture where Paul uses it and talks about the rapture of the church. So they believe that that is uh, symbolic of the rapture of the church. So they believe that when this happens, uh, that the church will be raptured. So that's why they believe that. So this is appearing in the sky, this constellation and these stars. So... We know that the book of Revelation is written in symbols. There's a lot of some, uh, symbolism going on there. And so the meaning of these things, uh, you know, if we really look at the symbolic meaning that it really refers to, it'll help us understand that we're not talking about constellations. We're not talking about stars and planets lining up. We're actually talking about other things when it speaks of this. And we'll have a better idea of who this woman is, the 12 stars, and the child. So... Well, I broke it down that way. Who's the woman? Uh, what does this represent? And who is the child? And so I think this will help us understand the first clue uh, to the identity of the woman. We have Gen- uh, Genesis 37. And remember... So, so to get the clue from Revelation 12, you're going all the way back to Genesis? Yeah, all the way back to the beginning of the Bible from the end of the Bible. 
all the way back because God gives us an answer to who that woman is. Uh, remember Joseph, uh, he had a dream and he shared it with his brothers. He had 11 brothers. He shared the dream with his brothers. They did not like what he had to say about that. And they ended up selling him into slavery because in his dream, he believed that they would all bow down to him one day. Right. So that's found in uh, Genesis 37, uh, verse 9. So let's share that with them. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made absence to me. And that's where it ends. Yeah, so the symbolism there, we can break it down. Those eleven stars, these are represented of Joseph's eleven brothers. Remember that um, Joseph's father uh, is the father of the twelve tribes of Israel. And so that's how we come to understand uh, that these 12 stars are actually the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, the 12 stars are upon the woman's head, and that symbolizes those 12 tribes. And then the sun and the moon there represented Joseph's mother and father. And the woman that we hear about in Revelation 12 is actually Israel because the woman is clothed with the sun, uh, and that is sim- symbolism for the nation of Israel. So the scripture's not talking about. Um, the rapture of the church there is not talking about uh, this being the the church being birthed out and God taking us up into heaven. This is actually talking about Israel being the place that Jesus would come from. And so uh, when we look at that, we're seeing that John was seeing in the first part of Revelation 12, he was seeing the birth of Jesus all the way to the ascension of Jesus when he went up into heaven uh, and so we can look now at, break it down, who's the child in there? Proven right. that it's not the church. So Revelation twelve five, we can read this again and help them understand what this is saying. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Okay, so we know, of course, that Jesus has ascended up into heaven, right? And we know that he's been taken up to God and to the throne. So when we look at this, one of the key verses there is that he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. So it's obvious that this child is Jesus Christ. When we look at Revelation 19, 15 through 16, it tells us this very thing. And so this is Revelation 19, 15 and 16. All right. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So see, when it's talking about the child, it tells us the child will rule them with a rod of iron. Revelation 19 tells us at the time when Jesus comes back to the battle of Armageddon that he's going to rule with a rod of iron and be king of kings and lord of lords. And so that scripture right there leaves us any, you know, it takes away all doubt that this is not talking about Jesus. That's exactly who that's talking about. And so it's letting us know that. So Revelation 12 tells us about a war in heaven as well. And that's what this is really about. John was seeing the first part of the birth of Jesus Christ to the ascension of Jesus Christ, and then he brings us to the final um, 
situation there in heaven with this war that's going to take place. And so this is a little bit lengthy. This is Revelation 12, but it explains the rest of the scripture there. John was just seeing Jesus ascend all the way up into heaven, and then he gives us this information about the war that will happen, and it even tells us what's going to happen after this war takes place. So that is Revelation 12 through, what do we got, 14 there. So we're starting with 7, and I'm assuming we don't want to read all this. What are, what are the highlights that we should So the read? highlights of it is there's a war in heaven. It okay. tells us that the, the devil and his angels fight against Michael and his angels, right? Michael and his angels win, and they throw Satan and his angels out of heaven and bind them to earth. They lose their place is what the Bible says. And then as they're taken down, it tells us that uh, the devil has access into heaven. That's one scripture that we can read because it says that he is the accuser of our brethren uh, day and night in front of God and that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So it tells you that he is there now until this war happens and he is basically... uh, you know, trying to bring you down in front of God and say, did you see what Doug did yesterday? How can he be one of your children? And, of course, you know, Jesus is over there going, I I paid for that on the cross, so it's all forgiven. So when this happens, the devil is bound to earth. And then the scripture, let's start in 12 and read 12 through 14 there. All right. It goes on to say, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. I'm going to stop you right there for a second. Perfect. Because this, <laughs> because this I love is... I it when you stop. Right? Well, there's a lot being said there. Yeah. The devil comes down to the earth having great wrath. So a lot of people believe that the tribulation time, we won't be here because it's the wrath of God. They believe that that's the tribulation. But actually what Scripture tells us is the tribulation is the wrath of Satan not the wrath of God. He comes down, it says, having great wrath because he knows his time is short. So you've got to ask the question, well, how short is this time? Well, as you read on there, we're going to find out. And so continue there with 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. So see, it tells you that the dragon is going to go against the woman. Remember, we explained that the woman would be symbolic for Israel that brought forth the man-child. Jesus came to us from Israel. And this is what that's talking about. Then it says that the woman was given the wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness. And then it tells us very uh, specifically the timing. So now we find out how short the devil's time is and why he's so filled with wrath because his wrath is going to fill up that time span. That time is a time and times and half a time. I've never heard that as far as when I look at the clock. That doesn't say that on my iPhone <laughs> or anywhere on the clocks that I've seen. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that doesn't tell us at all how short his time is. No, right? but when we look at other scripture, it helps us understand this. So Daniel also spoke of this timing, and he says that this is when the Antichrist will make war against the saints. So that's found in Daniel seven twenty-five, And it says, He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change the times and laws, and it shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and the dividing of time. Okay. Okay, so 
just understanding that, you still don't have a lot of understanding about how long that just time said the is. same thing, basically. Right. So we know that this is a war against the saints. Same thing Revelation 12 is saying. But when we look at what John tells us in Revelation 13 about the same thing that Daniel just described in Daniel 7.25, John uses a different measure of time. So read that for us. Well, it says 40 in two months. Yes. That's to make war with the saints. Exactly. So 42, 42 months. months is three and a half years. Okay. So... Time times in the dividing of time is also three and a half years. And we can back this up with Scripture. I don't have that in my notes right now. But in the book of Daniel, uh, chapter 9, 27, we see the peace agreement. We understand that there's going to be a final seven years. And halfway in that final seven years, which is three and a half years. So three and a half years in, the abomination of desolation takes place. That's where the Antichrist stands in the temple, proclaims to be God, stops the animal sacrifices. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, when we see that, that's called the abomination of desolation. Well, he tells us that when we see that happen in uh, 24, 15 through 21, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation happen, as spoken of by the uh, prophet Daniel, let those be in Judea uh, run to the mountains, don't go back to your house. Don't get your clothes. Pray that you're not pregnant. Pray that it's not winter because then there will be great tribulation. So he tells us that abomination and desolation triggers that. So that means we've got three and a half years until Jesus comes back. Well, then when Jesus does give us information about the timing of the rapture, that's in Matthew 24 and it's 29 through 31. Starts by saying, making things very plain, Doug. Yes, it does. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. <coughs> Excuse me. And then he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Yeah, so he gives us the timing, but he also gives us signs to look for. The signs that we will understand this is the sun is darkened. The moon doesn't give her light. The stars are going to fall from the heavens, and there's going to be a great shaking in the earth. So that's great literal? Earthquake. Yeah, this stars is... Stars are going to fall, like, like uh, the old movie um, Armageddon or whatever it was, when there was meteors coming out of the sky and... Look like bombs going off? Yeah. Yeah. In, in one place in the Bible, it says that men cursed God because of the plague of the hail that was coming from the skies and that each hailstone weighed about 100 pounds. So, yes, literally things are going to be falling from the sky like stars are going to fall from the sky. It's going to be a great shaking in the earth. Uh, it's found over and over. It's recorded in uh, Revelation 6 in the uh, sixth seal. It's uh, Revelation 11 in the seventh trumpet, Revelation 16 in the seventh vial. So these things happen, and that's the timing of the rapture. And so one of the arguments that we get a lot of times, Vince, when we're talking to people about this is they say, well, this is, everybody's already in heaven. See what it says? It says, and he'll together together his elect from the four winds. We're already in heaven when this happens. But when you look at Mark 13, it says from the four winds and from the uttermost part of the earth. Mm. So that covers the rapture. All right. More of that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to the end time show. Vince Segal here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget that Dave and Jenna Robbins and Judy Baxter and Judy's middle daughter, Kara, also my mother, will be in South Bend, Indiana. Next week, go to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800-END-TIME for more information about the conference happening in South Bend. Now, also, in addition to that, we have a we're going to be in Indianapolis all week following that conference. We'll be doing our show live from the Indiana Convention Center for a conference there. So if you'd like to come out and watch the show live, we would love to have you at the Indiana Convention Center there. I think we're probably going to do it Tuesday through Friday. Some of the details are foggy on that yet at this point. But be looking out for that. We would love for you to come out and watch the show and get to meet all of us. We have Doug uh, Dave and I will be there, and then a number of our team members. So we would love for you to come out to that. And then also on that Monday, I think it's, uh, let's see, what day would that be, Doug? The 18th? Yes, September 18th. We have a private event happening in Indianapolis, so I can't even tell you the details about it. But if you're in the Indy area and you haven't received an email, phone call, or postcard from us, we've done everything to reach you that we possibly can. If you haven't gotten any of that and you're in the Indy area, Please reach out to us at endtime.com slash contact. We're having a private event for the folks in the Indy area while we're there. And we would love for you to be there if you haven't received the invite yet. So go to endtime.com slash contact, complete the form there, and we will help you out with that information. Doug, I'm excited about this event. It's the first time we've ever done anything quite like this. Mm-hmm. We've done some similar things, but yeah. uh, it's going to be a good time. It's we're always have, fun when we can meet people that follow the program. Yeah, and it's not a we're not doing a show. It's just going to be a hanging out for a little bit. We're going to provide dinner, and and who knows what might happen in that gathering. So I'm excited about it. Sounds fun. We have calls. We want to get to the calls, but we also mentioned two more questions, Doug, and we don't have time to go through these in detail, as you know. But a real quick recap. Is the rapture going to happen in September of this month? 
No, there are certain things that will happen before we're ready for that event to happen. And you don't know the day or the hour, Mm -hmm. but we can know the season. And the closer we get, the easier that's going to be to understand. Absolutely. All right, got that covered. The Bible mentions eagle's wings, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Exodus, Revelation, Daniel, Mm -hmm. Zechariah. Is that America or is that God? Remember, brief answer? Brief we'll answer. come back to this if we have time yeah, for Yeah, brief answer. In some scriptures, God is speaking of himself. Like Exodus 19, God's talking about himself when he says, I brought you out of, uh, out of Egypt on eagle's wings and I, I brought you to myself. That's God saying that. But when we get to Revelation 12, 14, where we talk about that being the United States of America, the reason why is because it all correlates back to Daniel chapter 7 and the beast that Daniel saw. Because remember, Vince, we don't have chapter breaks in the Bible. And so as John is going down through there, he explains that the eagle's wings help Israel. He, it doesn't say anything about taking them to God. It says taking them to the, her place. Her place is Jerusalem. So we are going to help them to some extent there with that. We also know that the eagle's wings are, are not there in that world government in 13, 1 and 2. But all the other beasts from Daniel are. So without a chapter break, John is actually mentioning all the beasts from Daniel 7, including the eagle's wings that he saw plucked, made to stand on the feet of a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So all that correlates with that end time uh, world government and those beasts from Daniel 7. Okay, so the answer answer is both. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But we'll get into that later if we can. Sure. Um, we do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. The next question, Doug, why are the kingdoms in Daniel 7 not the same as Daniel 2? Is there a quick answer for that, or is that even possible? Well, as, as quickly as I can do it, Vince, uh, you know, a lot of people believe that they are the same beast because of Clarence Larkin's book, Dispensational Truth, because he carried it over, said that these same kingdoms that... Daniel describes to Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2 of Daniel is the same thing from Daniel 7. But remember, in the year of Nebuchadnezzar being the king, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed. And his magicians and his fortune tellers couldn't come and tell him what he dreamed. But Daniel prayed and God gave Daniel the answer. And he explained that you know it was Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. So he, he explained that. Okay, He explained these empires that were coming. In Daniel 7, we see that now Belshazzar is the king. So it has nothing to do with Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel is having this vision, this night vision himself, a dream himself. And he doesn't understand it. So he doesn't correlate it to the beast from Daniel 2 because he would have said, I saw the same beast Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about. He doesn't say that. He said, I went to one of those that were standing there and I asked, what does all this mean? And they said, these are kings and kingdoms and those kings and kingdoms will be on the earth when Jesus Christ comes back to reign and rule. We see that in Daniel chapter 7. It tells us about um, the the final judgment and everything and it tells about the beast being given to the fire but the rest of the nations that their lives are prolonged for a season and a time so those are kingdoms modern day kingdoms that will exist here on the earth when jesus comes babylon is no longer a kingdom media persia is no longer a king in kingdom even though iran is persia now but uh, you know greece is not even a, a major kingdom like it was back in those days and besides that if the bear were Media Persia and the leopard was Greece. Well, then why in Daniel 8 would God tell us 
the answer to the, the he-goat and the ram. In Daniel 8.20, he says, The ram which thou sawest with the two horns are the kings of Media Persia. So he, he goes in the very next chapter and explains Media Persia. And then he says the goat, the he-goat, is Greece. So he lets us know the, the ram and the he-goat are Media Persia and Greece. So there's no way that they're the bear and the leopard in the chapter before because why would God confuse all that? So those are reasons why we understand that. And that, those are short answers. I mean, you made me be short. It's great. So. <laughs> That's okay. great. Um, a lot of people are asking those questions. We've seen those floating around. So we got that address. Great answers. Um, again, people are saying on social media that the rapture is going to happen on September 15th, 16th, September 23rd. A lot of theories are going around. That's why we're talking about that specifically today. Will the rapture happen in September 2023? We don't think so. We're pretty confident about that. And that's why we needed to clear that up because there's so much going around about that. But we do want to get to the calls. So we're going to do that now. There are open lines at 877 in time. We're going to start in Texas. Julie is watching there. Julie, welcome to the end time show. Julie, are you there? All right, Julie, mute, mute us because <laughs> we can hear us talking, but we can't hear you talking. All right, we'll have to figure, we'll have to put Julie on hold and come back to her. We'll go to Jim in the truck. Jim in Florida, welcome to the End Time Show. Oh, it's like uh, the two witnesses all of a sudden. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> my 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 <laughs> i couldn't help it but you know whenever i call you guys god bless you guys in jesus name by the way and i love you with all my heart and i just uh i get excited and so much stuff is swimming through my head as you guys start talking i am just overwhelmed with the word and it really is amazing but there are forty thousand different religions out there that say they're correct and we know that the way things are laid out is how as the bible says so I wanted to ask you about where it says the woman with the 12 stars on the head is going to bring forth a man-child, and he's going to rule with a rod of iron. So that made Israel at that time not half wrong, but I need to understand that he didn't, but then he was caught up to, to, to God. But he wasn't caught up until he was resurrected from the dead. So can you explain that a little bit more for me to understand that? Yeah, Jim, I mean, really all that's going on there is is John is seeing actually the birth of Jesus Christ to the ascension there. And he's just kind of explaining who this woman is so that when he gets down in the part about the war in heaven and we get down to the, the dragon being cast to the earth, we have an understanding of who that woman is and who that man child is. You have to read all of that in context to totally understand who it's talking about or you'll get messed up with some of this stuff where these people are teaching that it's constellations and stars and things like that but john was just simply seeing the the beginning of uh what god's plan was for man to redeem us back into sonship and to give us that opportunity through jesus christ so the explanation of the woman having the 12 stars that's the 12 tribes of israel that lets us know that that woman is jerusalem or israel and that um, jesus came from israel and that he is now in his place in heaven until he comes back at the end of the great tribulation so that's that's basically what that's telling us it's just giving us an understanding of who the woman is and who the child is at the beginning of that chapter and ending up with the war in heaven the devil and his angels being bound uh to earth and the great tribulation beginning okay and i got another i got another quick question for you is that okay sure okay um 
in the middle of the week, it says the devil comes back to earth, right? Uh, is it? I don't know if it's in the middle of the week, but he comes down to earth with great wrath, knowing that he has but a short time. And it says he's going to overpower the saints, and he's going to kill them. I, I know it's hard to say that, but how come that happens to the regular saints, but it doesn't happen to the two witnesses? Can you explain that a little bit? Well, I mean, it does happen to the two witnesses at the end there, uh, Jim. I mean, that's how everything wraps up with their death, and they lay in the street for three and a half days. So he's going to make war against us for three and a half years, but uh, Revelation 11 tells us that when they try to hurt the two witnesses, that they, they can't even hurt the two witnesses, not until God's ready for them to to die, and then the Antichrist is able to kill them finally at last. And that's why there's celebration and they're sending each other gifts and things, because these two men of God are going to be so powerful in the things they're doing. We even believe that this is how the uh, actual uh, vials are going to be some of the things that they're doing, because we hear that they're going to do the things that Elijah and Moses did. They'll be able to stop the rain, turn the water into blood. Those are things that are going to happen during the vials being poured out. And so it's possible that those two are the ones pouring the vials out or commanding the vials to be poured out as the angels pour those vials out. We don't know that for sure, but it looks like that's probably what it's going to be when we see how Moses did in Egypt with the plagues as they were poured out. It looks like the two witnesses will be doing the same thing in the final three and a half years. But they will very much be you know, at war with the Antichrist and, and his uh, army, but all of us will be. I mean, it'll be a thing where they're rounding saints up. It, the Bible says in one scripture in Revelation 13, those who will be killed by the sword shall be killed by the sword, and those who shall go into captivity, into captivity they shall go. This calls for patience and endurance on the part of the saints. It sounds reminiscent of, to me about the false hope that Satan puts out to all people that don't have a love of the truth. That's what that sounds like. Thank you, gentlemen. I love you in Jesus' name. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Jim. God bless you. You know, Doug, a lot of this, a lot of these questions are answered in our new book, Understanding the End Time. Dave did a great job putting this book together. Absolutely. The video series, it's a 14-episode video series. Um, he talks about all this. You can watch it. You can read it in the book. You can stream it online on End Time Plus. Everybody needs this book, Doug. You know what's the great thing about the book, Vince? Quick reference. You're doing a Bible study and somebody asks you a question. You can look there and you can see in the index, ah, this is where that's covered. Let me go there. Yeah. And you can just pop right there. And you don't have to watch an entire DVD or video to see what's going on there. You just flip the pages and go straight there and say, this is what Scripture says. And boom. Uh, I've, I've used the ones from our Revelation commentary like that. When mm-hmm. people have asked me questions and I need to find it very fast, I'll just go to the book and, and go straight there. That's one of the great things about having the book. And so, yeah, Dave did a fantastic job with that, and it'll be a quick reference when you're doing Bible studies. Absolutely. So go to endtime.com slash UET. You can get the book. It's never been this easy to understand, and you can by going to endtime.com slash UET, getting the book or the DVD series. Before you get into the hall, the you should give it away for free stuff. We've got thousands of hours of content for free, and you can learn all these things at watch.endtime.com. So go do that. If you don't want to buy the book, that's totally fine. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, 
And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Will the rapture happen in September of 2023 this month? September 23rd is the date that's going around on social media. The answer is no. We explained it in detail at the beginning of the show, so we won't get into that um, again. But for those of you just now joining us, before you think that we're false prophets or spreading lies, we are not proclaiming that the rapture is happening this month. We explain that it will not happen this month. But because it's a hot topic right now, we thought it would be a good idea to explain that and to have a conversation about it. We talked about some other things along the way as well. And now we're getting to your calls. And there's just one open line presently. So if you want to be that last one on, 877 N times the number to join us. And as we go through the calls, of course, more lines will open up. But we're going to try Julie in Texas again. Julie, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. It sounds so much better. Wonderful. I just want to thank this ministry. Um, they have just really just poured into my life over the years and and just helped me um, draw closer to the Lord and dive into the Word of God and shown so much truth to me that I've been able to share to my family. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Julie. Happy to hear it. Praise God. Yes. Um, I wanted I wanted to ask um, you both, just because I, I, I feel like I need a, a better understanding. Um, in Matthew 24, 32 through 35, it talks about um, the fig tree and the lesson, um, the lesson of the fig tree. And when we see it, you know, branches um, blooming and it becoming, you know, prosperous and, you know, that we should... I guess, in a sense, maybe take heed. It says in 34 that truly I tell you that this generation will not pass away. Um, do you do you foresee that as the nation of Israel, the fig tree, and that um, that you know the word God is is spoken in Scripture there that that our generation is likely to see the second coming of the Lord. A generation, I, I'm not really sure what. Um, that looks like, you know, at 75 years, I, I think Israel became a nation in 1948. So it's, you know, she has celebrated yeah. her 75 years mm-hmm. of becoming a nation. What are your thoughts on that? Well, so our thoughts is, I mean, even though, yeah, you can look at Israel and say it's, you know, a generation for men is about 80 years. Uh, it's about how long people live now on an average basis. So if we're looking at uh, a generation like that, 
but we really can't time the rapture with that and say, oh, well, the 80 years is up and Jesus is coming at the end of the 80 years because we really don't know for sure that that's what that means. Uh, Israel was born in 1948. Like you said, they've just had their 75th birthday uh, and they're you know going to continue. So a lot of people correlate it with that. But the fig tree is not necessarily a representation of Israel there. Because in other okay. scripture, Israel is the olive tree. And so uh, when we look at these things, we've got to look at all the information that's being there. And so there's, there's events that Jesus talked about before we get to Matthew twenty four fifteen. There's events okay. that he said, wars, rumors and wars, pestilence, earthquakes, famine. He talks about all these things that are going to happen. But then he says there's some very specific things there that he that he lists. And one of them is when you shall see the abomination of desolation. So we have not seen that happen yet. When you right. see the okay. great tribulation, we have not seen that happen yet. The great tribulation will come after the abomination of desolation. So until we see those things, this generation shall not pass. That's that's how we look at that scripture. When it talks about the fig tree there. It's basically Jesus is saying, you can tell summer's coming when you start seeing the buds on the fig tree. And that's how you know summer's coming. So Jesus is saying there, when you begin to see these things happen, then you'll know that it's almost time, that this is getting ready to happen because you're going to be able to recognize the things that are happening. And that's what he's talking about. Uh, just like there's a scripture where he talks about where the uh, where the buzzards are flying, and one one scripture says eagles, another says vultures. But where you see these flying, therefore the carcass shall be as well. He's saying to look up in the sky because when he comes back, he's going to come in the in the sky with power and great glory. And he said, just like you can tell that there's a dead body on the ground when you see buzzards flying around. You're going to know I'm coming because you're going to be able to look up and see all the things I'm telling you are going to happen. The sun's going to be darkened. The moon's not going to give us light. The stars are going to fall. All those things is what he's talking about, that this generation shall not pass until all these things have been fulfilled. All right. Well, thank you for explaining that to me. That gives me a lot more understanding of that. It's a great question, and thank you for the question. All right. God bless us all. God bless, Julie. All right. right, We are going to go to Texas now. Thomas is watching there. Thomas, welcome to the End Time Show. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? We are well. How are are you, you? sir? I'm doing well. Uh, First-time caller, but a long-time follower of uh, End Time Ministries. Um, I've uh, been studying the Bible, you know, since I was a child. I'm actually an elder at my church. but uh, I am I am a believer of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Not no secret rapture or anything like that, but the actual day of the Lord that the Bible uh, speaks of. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just wanted to get that quick comment because um, as long as I've been uh, been studying the, uh, the Bible and also Bible prophecy, um, I've always seen how the day of the Lord and the second coming of Christ correlated together. But I've always been around other believers that believe in the, you know, the pre-tribulation rapture. We're going to be in heaven for seven years and things like that. Um, how can I, as a person, be able to explain what I've studied and what I believed in, you know, over the years, you know, what the Bible actually says about the second coming of Christ versus those who are, you know, pre-tribulation uh, believers? Yeah. 
Well, Thomas, it's a great question. And I'll, I'll just tell you this before we move into how you might be able to do this, is a lot of times people got their mind made up and it's going to be real hard to change their minds. They've been taught something their whole life. And, you know, it's a whole lot easier to want to believe that we get raptured out of here before anything bad starts happening. Uh, but, you know, I mean, right. there are people all over the world who right now are going through persecution all over the world. We had the pastor on last week. He's facing 10 years in jail just for preaching the gospel and saying a prayer for truck drivers. And so, uh, you know, there's persecution happening everywhere. But to answer your question, one of the, the go-to scriptures, I guess, that we can use is Revelation 20, and it's 4 through 6. And I won't read the whole thing here, but John sees the souls of those who would not worship the beast or take his mark. Uh, And it says that these people had died for their testimony of Jesus and for not taking that mark. And it said that they were the first resurrection. They're included in the first resurrection. And it says that they'll rule and reign with Christ forever. So the thing is, is if you've got a first resurrection there, you can't have one seven years prior to that. Because this wouldn't be the first resurrection. These people went through the tribulation. They denied the mark of the beast and they were killed for it. So this actually happened during the tribulation. And then it says they were the first resurrection. They're part of it. So that lets you know right there. That's a quick answer. Just take them to Revelation 20, 4 through 6. But another great way to show them is if you look at Revelation 19, the wedding Mm -hmm. or the marriage supper of the Lamb does not happen until Mystery Babylon is destroyed. Because the host of heaven are looking down at the smoke rising up from Mystery Babylon. They hear this multitude of voices behind them and turn around and say, who's back there? And it's the bride of Christ, and she's prepared for the wedding supper of the Lamb. They receive their white robes at that time, and then they come back with Jesus to the Battle of Armageddon. So that's another one where you can show that that doesn't happen until Revelation 19 as Mystery Babylon's being destroyed. Does that help you, Thomas? Because, of, like I said, me being a, you know, a believer, you know, of the uh, second coming of Christ, because my thing is, is this. Um, I know that as, we, as we're, you know, saying we're living out these last, uh, last uh, the last days, um, I know there's going to be a lot of deception that's going to be propagated. And definitely, you know, with the uh, pre-tribulation rapture, I know that the, uh, the elite can use that against us. And that's the thing that I feel that I, I as, uh, as a believer myself, be able to warn others, you know what I'm saying, that, hey, that's not, that's not it. That's not the sign. This is what the Bible says. Right. So you, you guys answer my questions great. Um, continue um, preaching the gospel, and I'll be preaching right along with you. <laughs> Thanks, right. Thomas. And, Thanks, you know, Thomas. another thing, um, send them some videos from us. I mean, we, we talk about this in detail, as you know. Um, sending them some of these videos wouldn't hurt. It would show them that you're not the only guy talking about this. And also, as you know, we go into detail about all of it. So people with a sincere heart that want to learn, they're going to consume this information and figure it out for themselves. And if they don't want to learn, you know, I kind of live by the principle those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. So they may not really, you know it very well, they may not really want to know about what's happening. And so um, sending them some of our videos might help a lot. Um, Are you on End Time Plus already, Thomas? 
Uh, no, sir, not yet, but I've uh, actually been uh, thinking about subscribing. Well, let's make it uh, happen today. If you now. stay on hold, we'll get your email address. We'll gift you six months free to End Time Plus. Okay, awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you listening for a long time and being a first-time caller. Um, so stay on hold. We'll get your email address and get that set up today for you. God bless you, Thomas. We appreciate you calling in. All right, we're going to go to New York now. Joe from New York. <laughs> Got to bring Joe on. My son keeps asking me, where's Joe? It's time for the Joe Show. And by the way, Joe, we haven't heard from you in so long. I don't know if the people even, all the listeners now, if they even know who you are at this point. But if you are one of the OGs that know about Joe, comment the Joe Show. Joe, welcome. Well, you're kind of like, uh, again... I love you. You guys look magnificent. I was waiting I on that. To Doug, er, I spoke to Doug earlier on the phone, just filling him in what's going on here in the New York area. But I'm not going into that because my heart, I listen to Holy Spirit. I want to do something if if I have your okay. Put us on I the spot. To, <laughs> I want to, if anybody's interested, I want to give on live. You can broadcast my voice right now. I want to give you my email because God is bringing me, the Lord is bringing me into a different dimension of intercession. And I want to give people, if they're interested, give them a minute to get a pencil or a pen. I want to tell them my email. Anybody that wants to be prayed for in any, in any aspect of prayer, where anyone wants to communicate with me in any way, I want to give you guys my email. Now, I've got a few different emails, but now I'm, I'm going to specifically give, give out one email address where people can request prayer or any way they want to communicate with me. So if I have your okay, I'll You're, you're not trying email. to launch the Joe show on the sly, are you? <laughs> well, all I want to do is pray for people. That's my job, and the Lord's leaving, leading me in a number of directions, a different... I have right here in, in, in my, my bedroom uh, prayer logs, journals that I record people's names and I pray for people. And I, and, and this what, just what's the email, Joe? We're, we are running out of time, so you better hurry and get that out, of the, out there. Okay. It is EWX97MC at hotmail.com. All right. Well, if you didn't catch that, contact us at endtime.com slash contact, and we will share that with you. Uh, Joe is a prayer warrior, so that would be a great idea to be on his prayer list. Joe, make sure you add us there, too. I know you pray for us every day already, and we pray for you and your lovely wife. Thanks for joining the End Time Show today. Again, the rapture is not happening in September, so you can be at ease, and you can understand that in detail by simply going to endtime.com slash U-E-T picking up the brand new book understanding the end time don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com and participate in thousands of hours of content it's totally free because of awesome partners like you some give every month some give one time you can join us there at endtime.com slash give we'd love for you to be with us as a partner tomorrow's open line we'll be right back then 3 p.m central time